This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. This is the Mark Madden Unfiltered Podcast from the Bet Rivers Network. It is the Mark Madden Podcast. Tim Benz and Tom Offerman with Mark Off in Vegas. Championship City, Las Vegas, Nevada. We'll talk about that throughout the course of the podcast today. Mark will be back uh, next week for the podcast. He'll be on the Madden Monday podcast with me over at Trib Live as well. I'm back doing a show next week, uh, provided that there is still a Pittsburgh to come back from uh, after the Swifties have left the city, whenever that might be. They're already here now, I, I drove down here, Tom, to Bridgeville from my place, which is just like less than two miles from Heinz Field. And when I got on the apron to get through the Fort Pitt Tunnel, I looked and there was a line forming. <laughs> no, there wasn't. Already. On the eve of the first concert. On the eve of the first, the afternoon of the <laughs> eve of the first concert. The Swifties are there already. They opened a merch outlet the day before. So people are now in line to buy To get merch. their Eras Tour merch. So they'll right. have it for the show. Very smart of the Taylor Swift people to do that and capitalize on some even extra money that they can grab from these people. Is that it just might mean me? that some of these people are there now and they're spending two or three nights at eight ninety nine right. a night for a hotel and then horse show. Oh, the hotels are, are ridiculous. I get Taylor Swift's greatness. Don't get me wrong. Like, I understand. You do? I don't think she's that great, personally. Music is subjective, though. I just think, I understand the scope of it. But to this extent, like, is she really that big? Like, you'd think that the Beatles, well, what are tickets the dead numbers now? of the Beatles reincarnated, and they're coming back on stage and doing a reunion show with the alive members of the Beatles. Like, that's the kind of hype you have around this. Like, I heard somebody say that, at other places on the tour, there have been like 30,000 people outside of the stadium just so they can hear the songs being played. And they expect that to happen down at the North Shore to like 20,000 people that. just sitting out there, just wait, listening to the show. There might be people on my block that will drive up to my street. And, and sit there and listen. Oh, I'm going to stand there with a hose. Big air horn. Burp, yeah. burp, burp. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll get every speaker that I have and turn it up to 11 and just blast Pantera. To annoy everybody. But I bet you you will see people who try to do that uh, up on the hill. Mount Washington, no I do see people do that. But I am not kidding. The line was roughly, so just so people know, people who know Akersher Stadium, it's under the overpass where the train is about to dump you off, like where the teams go in and out, where the team buses go in and out. Right. That merch tent is open, and the line stretches between Akershire and the Science Center to about where the sub is. Wow. That's 
estimation of probably waiting what two and a half three hours in uh, one of those lines to get to the merch tent. I wouldn't think that, but you're getting over an hour of time waiting in that line. Though, I have right? noticed the last couple concerts that I've gone to, merch tents move so slow. Oh, I went to Billy Joel, just obnoxiously slow. Why? What? You're I don't selling know. a shirt. When he was here though at PNC Park, I went up to a merch stand in the ballpark and. It took me 30 minutes to get through the line, and it wasn't even that absurd of a line. And the other best part, too, is, Tim, I went, like, probably halfway through the Billy Joel concert, right? Can I? We're out of that. What about that? No, we don't have that anymore. Well, that might Can be I part of the problem. No, we don't have people that People are getting all. there knowing what they want. and then Getting, like, 12 of them or something like that. Well, take the last thing off, then, and let people know. <laughs> right? That's like, the, I, keep, I keep seeing how awesome this Billy Joel t-shirt looks. Take and the I'm, floor model away. <laughs> all right, so here's what the trip has, all right? On Wednesday, online resale platform StubHub listed the cheapest ticket available for either date at Acresure at about 1100 Most floor seats were around 2000 Wait. Most floor seats hovered between 2000 and 6000 <laughs> One floor ticket in the front row of section F14, the second section from the main stage, had an asking price... Of $21,000. That's a year of college. For me to pay any kind of amount of money like that, even just the 2000 to see somebody, it would have to be what Count Alton Jr. was describing in Ricky Bobby as the band I'm seeing. Jesus Christ himself singing lead vocals for Leonard Skinner. And I'm in the front row hammered drunk. I mean, how could you ever justify two grand, six grand on a concert? Now, I'm not a big concert guy. Like, that Billy Joel concert I was just talking to, it's like the third or fourth concert I've ever been to in my life. It's just not my bag. You go to a lot more concerts. You ever imagine your favorite no, I'm, group? I'm with you. You paying said two grand for that? in my head for the open of the show today, which is the only thing I'd pay $21,000 for <laughs> would be to see Led Zeppelin on stage with John Bonham coming back from the dead. And, and you Robert get to Plant. see him rise from the dead, yes, too. That's part of it. Yes, he actually comes up. It, through the fountain right exactly at point state park and then levitates across the point across the water and goes through the open end of acresure and lands on the stage <laughs> that's what i want to see for $21,000 and i want i want both abbott brothers from pantera back and i want pantera to open that's what i want for 21,000 so you're near the what the mexican war streets right that's where you live yeah, I'm above the Mexican War Are streets. you just going to kind of peruse around on Saturday afternoon? Because you have the ability to get out there and walk around without being hindered by being in a car and stuck in traffic. So, so we, you can see the hell, the war zone, the hellish war zone, and then retreat quickly back to your home. We sort of talked about this um, last time when I was in for Mark earlier in the week. I, we might have talked about it on the podcast, too. I don't remember. But we're supposed to do, as we always do, Friday's show at the, right, casino, Rivers. At the Rivers Casino here in the Bet Rivers podcast. Um, they kicked us out. <laughs> like, we don't want your kind around here. They're going to kick us out whether it was Mark or me they kicked us out. They didn't want anybody there. Yeah, it wasn't a, oh, Mark's gone? Well, then let's just not do no, the show. No, they were going to kick out Mark, yeah. too, because we're thinking, what, they're going to use that space for a DJ? Probably a DJ or something like that just to get people pumped up for T-Swift. Are they there? Because is 93.7 there today? I'm not sure about that. Because they're there on Thursdays. I know that. Do they get the boot, Do they too? get the boot for the merch tent? They want to have some Taylor Swift music pumping in there while people are down there spending all their money on the merch. I don't know if they got booted or not. We could share the booth with the Taylor Swift DJ. You know, have a little T-Swift DJ sing-along oh, maybe on the air. That. You don't like that? But I know that <laughs> I wanted to do it because at the it's very least, to you. If, if they weren't going to let me park, 
My girlfriend could have dropped me off on the way into work. I would just would have prepped there a little while longer. And then I would have done the show. And if I had to, I would have walked, walk. I would have walked right. home. That would have been fine. That's better than getting out of here at six o'clock and trying to drive through that chaos home. So what I decided to do. Well, do you know what the show starts? Is seven, eight? Is that when she I goes already on? started at six thirty. Well, so maybe you get a little lucky there then, right? People should already be there by the time that you leave here at six. Even if you maybe Well, that might be the opener. 6.30 opener. Plus, you know how this is going to go. Here's two things that will happen. A, a big thing that will happen, and there will be a ripple effect of all these sort of permutations that I'm talking about, is you're going to get 17, 18, 19-year-old girls from the burbs or like hillbilly girls from West Virginia driving up. That's for Crowley, <laughs> if he's listening to our podcast, that have no idea how to navigate the North Shore, the North Shore, the city when they get the up there. The big bad city of yeah. Pittsburgh that have never, they've heard about the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Tim, I've lived here re- my whole life and I'm not sure I still know how to navigate the big bad city of Pittsburgh. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you'll end up on a one-way street going the wrong way real fast. Plus, they're all going to be Instagramming and live streaming. You're going to get fender benders. <laughs> like on the way to on the way. Here we are at Me the concert. And the girls, boom. <laughs> here we are on the way. Here's the tunnel. Bang! There's going to be... It better not happen in the tunnel either rear because ending that... after rear-ending after rear-ending and not in the fun way because all these 18 and 19-year-old girls are going to be doing duck lips on their Instagram pages in the car as soon as they get to the tunnel or the West There's End probably a, a T-Swift TikTok car challenge or something like that. Like, you know how yeah. you used to do the fire drills at lights where you'd get out at a red light and have to run around and get back in the car? Something like that where you have to do like a Taylor Swift choreographed dance to a TikTok before the light turns green. Oh, man. I, I couldn't you just see an accident in the four pit tunnels coming from oh, a mile away because that would away. just bottleneck everything. I'm gonna go to Jamie's brother's place and play with the nieces and bring him ice cream. Kill I'm time, gonna wait right? till about eight, and then by eight, I do think everybody should be there, and then I'll just kind of come can back. Zoom right in. That's my hope. That's my prayer. But uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's what's going on in Pittsburgh. It's all Swifty all the time, which is good because sports wise, there's nothing going on unless you're talking about the Pirates giving up 21 runs or Spezza being hired as the assistant to the regional manager. It's not that big of a deal that there's no general manager. No, because it's Dubas. Dubas is the guy. It's just the name that seems awkward. So change the name. You mean call Spezza the GM too, or just? Just don't call, call him this. something not assistant to a position that's not there. Or just call Dubis the general manager and now. president of hockey operations. Yeah, just general put it all manager into the same and, thing. and president of hockey ops. See, I wonder if he's kind of keeping that open though. Just if there's another guy or girl out there that he views like would be a, such an added oh, value that would to the be team. Even more ceremonial if they decide to be progressive and put a woman in there now. Well, I was an- just saying that. Just because there are women candidates, but I'm saying like say I know there are, but now you can't do it. But say there's someone out there who is an AGM right now and wants to work with Dubas. Dubas wants him as a part of the Penguins team, but I don't really want to go from AGM to AGM. You know what I mean? So now he can maybe give him the title of GM, maybe give him a little bit of an increased title, increase in pay too, while still knowing like he's on the same page as me. He's on the same page as Spezza. He's not going to come in and rock the boat. I don't think anybody would have batted an eyelash if he put Spezza in as GM, though. Well, that's what's coming. Of I had Yoey on yesterday when I filled up for Mark, and he and I speculated that that could be a couple years down the road, that he's just grooming Spezza, and he doesn't want to put him in a GM spot just two years removed from the league with barely any experience in the front office. How much experience did he have? It's a very good point. And 
like you said, what's the point of going through the ceremony? If you want Spezza to be your GM, why do you wait the three years so it looks all clean on paper? Just do what's it now. The three, what's the I'm three just years? speculating, like, oh, you oh, give him right. three years as an AGM, and then when you promote him the GM, you're like, well, he's done a great job as an AGM. He's proven that he can climb the ladder of the front office corp of the front office corporation, and now he's ready to be a GM. Just give it to him now. See what happens. If he if he's your guy, as much as it appears to be for Dubas, just give him the GM spot. That's what I think, especially since we all know that being the GM in this structure is kind of a training wheels thing for yes. whoever it is anyway. Yeah, no, I mean, Dubas is the guy. I mean, he he's calling the shots, and I mean, it's pretty clear that he, from the outset, was ready to take on this offseason, free agency, the draft. There was just no urgency in trying to fill that GM spot once he got hired as president of Hockey Ops. But back to the Pirates. Boy, what a disaster that was again last night. You could just feel the wheels coming off when Contreras got in there, and he looks shot. He had a good first inning, the fifth inning when he came in, and then the sixth was just a disaster. I've been kind of hard on Shelton this year. I, I get throwing Contreras out there, especially after your, your starter, Beto, only went four innings. You'd like to throw another starter-capable guy out there, maybe eat two or three innings. And you got to give this guy a chance. There's still a lot of talent there. You don't want to just pull the plug completely. But don't you think he left him in that sixth inning a little too long after you could kind of tell the wheels were starting to fall off? And, you know, I'm not saying that you replace him and you get out of that inning still up five to one, but maybe you get out up five to four, five to three if you go to your bullpen. I just feel like he rode him a little too long. Not not criticizing using him in his new rule out of the bullpen. You got to give it a shot. And you were up five one. You That's probably felt safe enough. Yeah. But when you saw those wheels start to fall off, I mean, that's when you make the call. And Holderman looks like he's slipping, too. Right now, it's what? Moreta and Bedner that you completely trust out of the bullpen. And that's not good because that had been their strength for the first couple months of the season. So if they start losing some of those bullpen arms or if some of them start coming back down to earth, they'll be in trouble down the stretch. They don't have the starters that are capable to go seven, even six innings most nights. Don't look now, but the Reds might be the best team in the division. And they're reinforcing from AAA. I mean, all of their well, big players why. are coming up. Yeah, that's they're, why they're, they're starting their process now. And you'd think the Pirates won't be too far behind there. I mean, I know that people have been banging on the table for Endy and Henry and these players to come up, but now that the service time window's up, I, I have to imagine that we're not long to seeing probably Endy Rodriguez maybe in a first base role. Maybe Quinn Priester is the next person that comes up to make a spot start. So. Maybe the Pirates will be getting some of those reinforcements too. But do you think the Reds are, are the team to beat now? I mean, what, they're two, I think they're two games I back. I don't know how long they ride this shot in the arm. Because they're, they're on like an 8-2 and two run of form right now too. They're red hot. That's kind of what I'm getting at. I feel like, you know, they're getting a boost out of the Connor Sheary, Brian Rust get called up at just the, the right LA time. The Cruz, yeah. So maybe that fades after the All-Star break. I don't know. That's potentially there, but... You know, if they wind up with themselves getting a 20-9-month tucked away in their back pocket like the Pirates did, well, that brings them to above even for where the Pirates are because here they are with that 20-9-month in their back pocket. They pissed most of it away by virtue of how poorly they played in May, and now June's been up and down. Well, even without a 20-9-month in their back pocket, if you're the Reds two games back halfway through June, you're in it, right? Like that's Especially the mindset with this that division. You, right, that's the mindset that you're having. You're... you're 
probably shocked, as shocked as the Pirates are that they're in this spot right now, but you got to go, the Brewers stink, the Pirates stink. Neither one of those two teams are taking advantage of either of the other one's blunders. There is an avenue for us to kind of sneak in the back door here and be that third team that enters the race. And I mean, the Cardinals, I think, are pretty much dead. I think it's like eight games now. But that's still not that much for June in a last place team in a division. And the Cubs right. now are like five games back after beating the Pirates in two games. So the central divisions in there's both a heartbeat for every in in the AL two. There's a heartbeat for every team in those divisions. Still, so it's going to be interesting to track which one of these teams can maintain their best stretch the longest and use that as separation. I, I don't think anybody's going to separate. I think it's going to be. I think you're looking at the NFC South twice in Major yeah, League Baseball well, I mean, right there, now. There's just been so many chances for the Brewers or the Pirates to separate from each other. The Brewers had all of May pretty much to try to separate from the Pirates, and they didn't do that much better. And then they got gifted the Pirates losing two out of three to the A's to just turn around and get swept at home by the A's. And then they just got beaten two games by the Twins. Like, no one wants it. They just keep trying to hand it off to the other team to build a two, three, four game lead, and they don't want to get any higher than one, one and a half games. So, Speaking of big events that have nothing to do with sports as we were earlier with the Taylor Swift concert, did you get your invitation yet for Kenny Pickett's wedding? Did you get a plus one? Oh my God, he got engaged. I didn't even know he got engaged. Does that hurt? I probably saw that. You're trying to I saw her, that news you? and I blacked you're, it you're out. You're pulling the Seinfeld. I'm going to wait out this I'm relationship. Gonna wait. <laughs> this won't last. Once, <laughs> once he gets a taste of fame, once he gets the taste of glory, he'll be moving on real quick. Wow, I did not get my invite to Kenny Pickett's wedding, and that's unfortunate since I've been a day one. I've been there through the wars of his you know, upset of Miami when they were number two back at Pitt when everybody dubbed him the next Marino, and then the next three to four years when he kind of stunk at Pitt, and then his great year uh, as a senior. Uh, once on the Crowley show, I declared that no women in Oakland were allowed to sleep with Kenny Pickett until he started to play better on the field. And then he instantly turned it around and became a Heisman candidate. So I like to give myself a little pat on the back there, a little extra boost. It's upsetting. It does hurt a little bit to not be there. You weren't invited, were you? Oh, of course not. Ah. I just wonder, you know, we're going up against their show. Is Filipponi going to practice his best man speech Is he? <laughs> on the air? Is he going to? Are they going to have the wedding on the air at 93.7? Kenny seems partial to go on that station more than the, any of our stations. That's very for sure. Least, at the very least... I think Filipponi should be allowed to officiate the wedding, if not give the give the speech. Don't you? I do. Um, I think he would do just a really great job. I, I, it's pretty clear that no one knows Kenny the, quite like Pony does at this point. <laughs> a couple people that have to be invited to this wedding. Have to be invited to this wedding. First of all, the guy that stole his car has to drive the limo, don't you think? With, like, the cans on the back and the just marry thing? Yeah. <laughs> he has to drive the car, the limo. He's got to drive them away with the cans on the back, but he also has to be handcuffed at the time. <laughs> to the he wheel. Has to be handcuffed to the wheel while he's driving. And then when they get to the airport to get on the plane for the honeymoon, a police officer escorts the man out of the car and into the squad car into jail. That's one guy that's got to be there. Filipponi's got to be yes. there. Yes. The other person that absolutely has to be there is the hand-stretching specialist, right? If it weren't for him, would he have even gotten drafted? Who knows? If it weren't for him, this upcoming... Does he have to have a, a, a very, very small wedding ring? Now, or like, did he... he stretch out his ring finger as well? 
he's still working on the hand stretching, right? This wasn't just a draft I, thing, I, was I it? Know. I would assume that you don't just, you know, do this for a couple of months and then quit. This is a lifetime now where you try to, because I wonder if the hand snaps back. You know what I mean? Like sort of if you, don't, back if you don't keep up on your workouts, you could lose a couple inches on it real quick. So I wonder if he has to keep up with his hand stretching activity. Well, as right you get now. older, your knuckles get bigger. They get inflamed with arthritis. So I don't know if that's coming into play or not. Actually, I can't think of anybody more appropriate to handle the rings now. I just too, think it would be, yeah, I, I thought it was the ring very... bearer should be the hand stretching guy. <laughs> it would be funny if, like, he went to Henny Jewelers and said, "I'm sorry, Mister Pickett, we don't have any wedding bands that small." <laughs> Usually, kids with people with hands that small are children, and they're not allowed to be married. They're like, "You're gonna have to go to like a blacksmith <laughs> or something." He's gonna have to forge this on his own custom. I don't even know if there's blacksmiths anymore, but good luck, Kenny. Who has the first story? Who writes the first story or does the first podcast or whatever of Kenny Pickett took time during his wedding ceremony to study film? Is that like, is it a Didi? Where are we going to have is the- Is it Pony? Or is are we going to have the picture? Brooke? Like, will we have the actual like wedding professionally done picture of, you know, Albie, the you think, is, that, is that an Albie story? <laughs> that sounds like an Albie but story. But Kenny just sitting in the front with the iPad, with the Microsoft tablet, right? Just sitting in the front row, you know- the, the uh, ponies up there getting ready to officiate. Yeah. Everybody's just starting to, you know, put the finishing touches on it, and he's just getting one last work. Let me look at that Bills game from last year just one last time. DeFabo, would DeFabo do that for the athletics? Somebody's posting a story about how Kenny is so fixated on studying. Can you apply for credentials at this wedding? Or could you be media credentialed at this thing? You, there's got to be some Pittsburgh paparazzi out there, right? And I don't even know where it's been decided yet. Do you know where the wedding's going to be? I think it's in Jersey. Oh, damn it. That, that throws a little wrench in our plan to get all this Pittsburgh media there, then. It'd be a big road trip. Oh, I, I think 93.7 would probably pay for that one. Live broadcast from New Jersey. <laughs> stopping on the parkway on the way. Stopping somewhere at the turnpike right around Philly. You know, wherever you're going to start. <laughs> all right, big decision. How do we get to Jersey from here? Wouldn't that be great if they did that and then they got lost? <laughs> Didn't make it to the wedding in they time. They got stuck in Taylor Swift traffic or something <laughs> like that and didn't make it in time. Uh, one last thing about them, actually, just because we only got a couple minutes left, so we might as well talk a little football while we're here. Um, Trubisky said that he thought that the offense, its best periods in OTAs were when they were doing red zone drills. He thought the offense looked the best there. Um I'm not allowed to say what I see. I'm not allowed to say what I saw either during those red zone drills, but I can not I, that. I, I can Let's say not that. I, what I can't describe right now is your face and how dubious it looked when that you statement. said that. See, I'm not as especially dubious. from the guy who said it. I'm not as dubious because <laughs> why don't you ask me what I think about how they're playing in other areas of the field? <laughs> you're, you're, let me just say this: you're less likely to get passes batted down. In the red zone because you're not stepping sideways to throw it as often, mm -hmm. you know? I know what you mean. A lot of traffic in that red zone, though. A lot of That's traffic true. you have to navigate if you're a quarterback. And I'm just glad for Mitch that he's been able to navigate it so well so far through OTAs. Uh, let's uh... just talk about if we were to take the statement <laughs> and deem it to be true, what it might be saying about where the rest of the offense might be. Not like I would love that to be the case because they were just... 
Well, actually, all they did last year was score in the red zone. They need to start scoring from outside of the red zone. I was just going to go in on When you tape. say all they did was score in the red zone, they're still like 24th in the league. Right, so actually my original statement would have still applied. They need to get better at the red zone, but they also need to Mike's, get better outside of the red that's zone. That's what Mike Sullivan... The very few times they scored last year was in the red zone. Because they only had two touchdown passes outside of the red zone. All year. All year. It's two a, to pick and late. absurd that that's the case. They only had 12 touchdown passes, period. Yeah, so I mean, you do have to get better in 11 the red zone. from the quarterbacks. You do Claypool to, had one, remember. <laughs> you do have to get better in the red zone. So that's encouraging to hear from Mitch that they are taking the steps in the right direction, albeit as early in this offseason process as it is in the OTAs. I haven't been down to minicamp as much as you have. Uh, I don't know if that trend is still continuing. I won't be allowed to say like you said anyway. but I'm joking about, to a degree, uh, who writes the first story about Kenny Pickett doing football homework during the wedding or during the honeymoon or whatever, but... Part of the reason those stories have to be written is we have to do stupid crap like you and I just did, which was dance around saying what we're seeing, even though we're all going to be able to say that in a month anyway in a more Once training important camp starts, fashion in training camps. It's open it's season, dumb. right? Because the fans are there. So why would you not be able to report it? So we could be write, writing and talking about more of what we're actually seeing instead of stupid crap like that, but the, the dumbass rules that exist prevent us from doing so. Is that an NFL thing or more of a Steelers thing? I don't know. I feel like I go and follow other teams, and, and they're a little bit more liberal about what they're saying. a little bit saying. more. Yeah. I mean, what what really bad could you say? Like, oh, he missed a pass here. Like, okay, it's gym class. They're <laughs> out there in shorts and t-shirts. It doesn't really matter that much. As long as everybody's there, I think that's the only thing that matters right now. We could go back and talk about how, you know, replay all of our shows from training camp and uh, how terrible Pickett was in training camp. Remember, that was yeah. a talking point for a long time. Well, Mason then, was the best quarterback out of any of them for what like did weeks. It matter? What yeah. did it matter? Nothing. It exactly. Was they already knew one was Mitch, two was Kenny, three was Mason. And they just had us do the dog and pony show the whole time. On- oh, Mason. Oh, oh, he looks pretty good. <laughs> Third string. <laughs> well, Kenny kind of screwed some of that up, too, by getting into the first game and playing pretty well. The preseason. The preseason, yeah. he started. He came right in and played well. And then, what, Mason threw a pick? Right? No, no, like, the first the first um, snap that Mason was in there, Dan Moore missed an assignment, remember? And he, and he just got, got sacked. destroyed, that's right, and everybody was like, oh, see, Mason can't. has no pocket awareness. They started to boo him, and then they booed him again, and then he threw a touchdown on the third pass. <laughs> so. they, right, he came back in the second half and looked like the guy we'd saw at training camp. Mark will be back next week. I'll be in for Mark today and tomorrow. Uh, we will be with you with the uh, extent of our podcasts as we normally do next week with Mark and Tom on Tuesday. I'll be back with Mark on Thursday. And you can listen to him on the Trib Live Breakfast with Ben's podcast as well. This is the Mark Madden Podcast brought to you by Bet Rivers on the Bet Rivers Network. Bet now from anywhere. Catch new episodes of Mark Madden Unfiltered every week. Available on the Bet Rivers Network, betrivers.com, and wherever you find your podcasts.